Thank you for downloading this New Zealand Sports Radio show. We have a new way that you can support us. There is a link in the notes down below where you can make a one-off donation to New Zealand Sports Radio. Thank you for support and uh, enjoy the show. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at Burrow.com slash ACAST. That's Burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello and welcome to the basketball show on New Zealand Radio Sport. My name is Daniel and I'm your host. This is now week five. I think I got that wrong last time. Um, yeah. Anyway, we're here to talk about NBA, and that's basically it. Even we call it basketball show. It's basically the NBA show until the NBA finishes. We're only got half an hour each week. We do this at eight o'clock. So if you're an NBA fan like I am, tune in and feel free to leave a question over the live stream, and Paul may be able to get some of those to me. We're halfway through the playoffs, uh, and my beloved Thunder were knocked out in Game 7. We've got some footage from that match. First, we're just having some delays with slow internet, but hopefully that'll be ready soon. So I think last week, I'm not sure it had been it's six games. It might have been five games, 3-2. So it went through to six games. And then Thunder were knocked out like they could have won in the last play or the last few plays and they didn't quite get there but that's all right there's always next year um i've got a little bit of things to discuss after the footage is that ready paul schroeder on the take and the finish by dennis schroeder oklahoma city by three in the ball Fancy dribbling there by Paul. Shoots up and over Green, and he's got it. Boy, you just knew it. Haven't seen much of him in this second half. Again, Paul working on Green. Oh, Chris Paul. Into the hands of James Harden. Westbrook on the drive. Westbrook and one. And the lead with the ball. Gordon on the drive. Working on Gilgis Alexander. Eric Gordon. Goes. Guard lineup. Their closing lineup. The three-point guards with Gallinari and Adams. Step back for Harden. Three-point hit for James Harden. In on their pick-and-roll defense. Everyone getting to the paint. Paul for three. Oh, a big shot for Chris Paul. Sitting. One possession game. Approaching the three-minute mark. Gallinari with a cut. Had a block by Covington. 
11 on the shot clock. Oklahoma City. Paul's had a big half as well. Played a ton of minutes. Now another three-pointer is up. Oh, Chris Paul. Get back and converge like that before. And that started with Harden and Gordon getting back in the play. Here's Schroeder. Breaks free and scores the layup. Give the pick and roll for the switch. And Paul gets right by him. It's going to be a foul. As Paul... Broke by Covington, down, Oklahoma City by two, the Rockets with the shot clock off. And a turnover as Russell Westbrook, got it, two possession game, 15 in the fourth quarter, made all three of his threes in the fourth. Harden puts up a heave, can't get it to go, and the buzzer sounds, and Oklahoma City Survives for a game seven. Five on four. Paul from deep. Got it. And a time analytics. All those things on the line. And they turn it over. Schroeder in transition over Westbrook for the finish. Try and eat. Little in and out dribble. Three on the way. See numbers because Covington is trailing the play. Dort open. Lou Dort ties the game. Harden working against Dort. Got into the paint and finished. James Harden took the hit in the face on the way back, but he's put his team up by two. They've got five on four because Covington is trailing. Wide, wide open bucket, Gilgis Alexander. But he got a good, got a good switch here as Gilgis Alexander picked him up. Out to Tucker, missed the last one, drives it in this time and knocks down the floater. Houston back up. Paul tried to take the charge to Adams. Picked Gordon clean and got the ball. Chris Paul, Harden falls, bodies all over. Paul left it short and Covington clears. Has had a good second half. Inside, missing. Adams with the rebound. Oh, going against his former team. Houston got its hands on it. Dort for three, blocked by Harden. Dort got it back, tried to throw it off Harden. And missed it. It's Rockets basketball. But denied defense. Westbrook gets it in to Covington, who's fouled immediately with rebounding. And Gallinari gets the board. So they only. Just Alexander is going to have to burn another timeout. Billy Donovan all timeout. the way out at half court City. to make it happen. And they're saying that they, they called the uh, they called the foul prior to that's what the Gallinari missed. Sure you've had enough. And they get it blown up. The Houston Rockets. Everybody hurts. Some. So that music there was just a bit of a, a bit of a piss take, really. But oh man, that that was the most tense I've probably been in a very long time in the last minute and a half of the game. Once again, the Thunder had the opportunity to win in the clutch after Game Six, coming up with the goods in the clutch there. But and there was there were moments where Chris Paul had an elbow jumper which he's made all season in the clutch, number of shots, and it just didn't fall. Dort, who had an amazing game from being left open by the Houston Rockets to shoot the three ball, and uh, I think it was game 
three in game four. They just left him alone, and, and he was terrible. <laughs> Basically, it meant they could have five on four defending the other players, and they just let Dort take a shot. He took a lot of criticism. He was in there for his defense. And then he comes out in game seven and scores, I think it was 31 points. And so he was an undrafted rookie. I've got a, a good stat for you here. He's the first undrafted rookie to score 30 points in a game seven. And only one Oklahoma City Thunder player had previously scored 30 points in a game seven, and that was Kevin Durant. He's done that twice. But Lou Dort, what a future that guy's got. If he can get a bit more consistency on his shot, um, yeah, he's, he's definitely a guy because he's a, he's a great defender. Um, he could end up being a really good two-way player. I'm a little bit pissed off with the New Zealand media, to be honest. There was a... Uh, I can't remember if I'm the specifics whether it was... Uh, the TV3 news, or whether it was an article, but probably both. But they, they gave a, a really short overrun of the game. And basically their headline was criticism for Stephen Adams and how he played, which is a bit ridiculous. Um, he had a number of plays. He had a couple of really important rebounds in the last couple of minutes of that game. He had a steal to get the ball back and keep the thunder in the game. But because of circumstances where they had literally had one second left on the clock, the play wasn't going to go to Stephen Adams. And he took a little bit of criticism from a couple of the NBA analytics guys for not diving to the basket because there was no one defending the rim from Houston. He came towards the ball and the ball was stolen and the New Zealand media picked up on that rather than the fact that the Thunder were given a 1% chance at the start of the season to even make the playoffs. So from 1% chance, they were literally one play away from making the second round and, and knocking out the Rockets there. So I just think that's really, really a bit shit. They criticised his contract with his $25 million a year contract, blah, blah, blah. They didn't give any of the context about the Thunder being an underrated team, being a rebuild year. They weren't even expected to be there. You, you think they might have? Oh, yeah. Stephen Adams had a solid, if not a spectacular series. He Averaged 10 points and 12 rebounds. 12 rebounds isn't too bad. He could have probably dominated, like as I said last time, he can sometimes be a bit of a pass-first guy. He doesn't have that mentality to put the ball in the basket, and sometimes he needs a bit more of that instinct. But, oh, just, just a bit ridiculous there from the New Zealand media who don't know what they're talking about. I'll just get Paul to bring up the the Thunder um, salary there for all the players. And as you can see here, I'll just bring that up on my own screen. Yep. 
Okay, that's taking a little while there to load. Well, here we go. So Stephen Adams, $25 million a year. To a New Zealander, that sounds like a lot. And it is. But you look at some of the other players on this roster. Gallinari is on a salary of $22 million a year. So only a few below Adams. And he had a worse series than Stephen had by his usually high standards. So Gallinari, in that final game, scored four points. Four points on a $22 million contract. You think the media mentioned that? Chris Paul, I mean, he's been so influential to the Thunder. He's on a $38 million contract. $38 million. He only averaged 20 points in the series. You know, he's not worth that. You think the media mentioned that? Dennis Schroeder, another guy who averaged in that series under his usual average for the series. He's on 15 mil. Andre Robinson, Robertson, who was injured for three years. He came back and played a couple of games, wasn't played in the playoffs. He's paid $10 million a year. So I think New Zealand media really needs to give a bit more context and give a bit more praise to our greatest NBA player we've ever had. And probably we will have, for a long time anyway. What he's doing should be embraced in this country a lot more. So that's just my little pet peeve. Can we just bring up the scores from today, Paul? So today we had game five between the Celtics and the Raptors. Got a little bit of footage from their game three, um, where it was just ridiculous ending there. The Raptors were down two games. It was 2-0. They came back and won the next two. And Celtics today had really quite a blowout win. They were already up, I think, 26 points at halftime. So that, that wasn't quite the game. So they're now 3-2 up in that series. Clippers beat the Nuggets to go up 2-1 in that series. And that, that could well go to six or seven games. The Nuggets hung in there and did have an opportunity. But that final quarter where the Clippers outscored the Nuggets 29 to 19, that was really that final quarter. Paul George, playoff P as he likes to call himself, there were 32 points. So he is he is starting to put the ball in the basket a bit more than he was at the start of that previous series. Jokic from Denver with 32 points. Jamal Murray, who had that duel against Utah in that previous series, he was a, a bit quieter there as well. Jalen Brown, top scoring for the Celtics today with 27 points. And I've just got a little bit of footage to show you from some of the best playoff games over the last few days. These teams look a little bit tired, don't they, Mark? Are they getting good looks? Okay, so just have to trust your game. I like the way they're running. And sets and getting quality looks. Forget tired, Mitchell ties the game at 74. Paul Murray, he pulls up and banks it home. 
Murray got into Gobert's chest and made the shot. Jamal Murray coming alive with consecutive buckets. A sneak layup over the contested hand of Gobert. Nice bounce pass to O'Neal, and he finishes at the rim. Shot clock at five. Connolly in the paint. Gobert finishing, and we're tied. Another play by Mike Connolly and Rudy Gobert. Feels like he got hit in the face and certainly did. It could have been easily and one. Plumley trying to contest the dunk attempt. Swats him in the face. Jokic against Gobert. Backs him down. Gobert stays on his feet. Tough shot. Made it. Jokic giving Denver a two-point lead. Ten on the shot clock. And back tap. He lost it. The Nuggets come up with a defensive play. Murray. They missed the layup. Gobert got it. Mitchell hanging at the other end. Two seconds to go for the win. And it rims out. Denver hangs on. Final score. Etched across the face of Mitchell. And the respect from two guys that will be tied together for a long time. So some good stats there. Jamal Murray versus Donovan Mitchell. They combined for 475 points, which is the most ever in a playoff series. Adjustment made instead of having somebody set the screen for Middleton. Middleton sets the screen and forces the switch. Now you get the matchup that you want. Sets a solid screen, gets Crowder off of him, then says, Everybody out of my way, allow me to have this dance. Spectacular read, let's all get rid of the basketball. Now bring us home. And Middleton does exactly that. A big time shot. Spectacular. Butler throws it. Harold. Oh, tries again. Three pointers up. That's good. Harold does it again with three seconds remaining. It's back to one. This one is. They get it to Middleton, and Middleton fouled right away. The football. The question always is here. Watch free throws there from Chris Middleton. Hail Mary, time for the heat. The Godala throws. It down, has deflected, and that'll do it. Just pause that for a second there. So Miami Heat were up 
three games to none in that series. The Bucks have been dominant all year, but one of those things with taking two months off from the season, they've come back in the bubble from that break, and the defence has just not been very well organised. They were the best defensive team in the competition previously, and it's just been lacking in, in the heat up 3-0. That game went to overtime, and Tyler Hero, the rookie from the heat, had a really couple of clutch three-pointers there to, to keep the game close in overtime. He's a guy to watch there for the future. And Bucks, interestingly, lost Giannis early on in the game, and they they come back as a unit, and, and they won that game and took it to now to game five. So that's 3-1 to Miami. Nobody has ever come back from a 3-0 deficit to win a seven-game playoff series. So if somehow the Bucks manage to win the next three, they'll be the first team to do that. Houston Rockets looking to go up two games to none against the Los Angeles Lakers in their conference semifinals. There is LeBron and company looking at both sides of that. Now, so you got this guy, A.D., away plus the foul anthony davis would make the free throw at 18 points in the first half lakers getting contributions from others though rajon rondo to mark he forced just stepping right into that one then under five seconds left to go in the quarter it's rondo knocking one down himself later in quarter number two you see the lakers by 16 at the end of one russell west but turning this one over and out caruso knows how to make friends just toss it up to lebron who gets the slam and yeah we're gonna watch this one Again and again, the Lakers doubling up their pockets. Look at the bench going wild. It's 42-21 at this point. Meanwhile, the Rockets are struggling. Russell Westbrook turns it over. Robert Covington bricks a three-pointer here. Then Russell Westbrook aspires to brick this three-pointer. This is just a flat air ball. He had two points in the first half on one of eight shooting as well as four turnovers. Meanwhile, LeBron three cash. He had 17 at the half. Lakers up by 16 at the break to the third quarter. And boy, the Rockets can score in bunches. Eric Gordon, deep three-pointer, part of his 24 points on the game. James Harden, step back three over Anthony Davis. Not easily done. He had 27. Robert Covington gets a three-pointer as well. The Rockets outscored the Lakers 41-23 in the third quarter. They go in front 82-80. to How about that? In the fourth, LeBron. Look at him just burst to the rack. 35, and he still got it. Then Eric Gordon loses the ball as we watch LeBron again. And you're going to get to see LeBron once more because LeBron's going to get it to Alex Caruso. And another brilliant idea from Caruso, go back to LeBron. LeBron bringing the house down as he just crushes that one. The Lakers go up 98-94. to 94. Then Danny Green on the miss. But conveniently, you've got Anthony Davis putting that one home. Then Davis drives baseline for the left. He had 34 points and 10 rebounds. A monster game from Anthony Davis. And then LeBron finishing it off from the mid-range. He had a near triple-double, 28 points, 11 rebounds, 9 assists. This series is all even. Lakers get the win in this one by 8. Final score, 117. It's had their chances. And you know what? Gary Harris had it popping early. You want some of this? I told you, come cover me, boys. I can hit this shot. Okay. Shooting the ball with so much more confidence. What I tell you the first time, everybody, Gary Harris is going to make these shots. Go more. Here's more. Nuggets off to a three-point lead. 
What's a shot by Joker? How do you explain this? Montrez Harrell on his head. This is Kareem Abdul sort of Jabbar <laughs> with a shove. That's delicious is what that is. Uh, one problem, uh, Kawhi came to play early, found his spots. He knew he would have a rebound performance, and he did. This is what he does, best From uh, the baseline, and Clippers are right there. Then another gem. Watch this trick-or-treat pass from Nicole Yo. Beautiful. This is just beautiful. Oh, my goodness. And he faked out Kawhi Leonard on top of it. One-point game after one quarter of play. The second quarter belongs to the Nuggets. MPJ gets in the act. Watch it hustle down for the rebound. And then little give and go with Plumdo. You got to love it. Nuggets back in the lead. More where that came from. Jamal, little pick and roll. Oh. Nuggets up by seven. And they're just getting started. MPJ was all over the place. Active as a rebounder. And you know he can do this. Oh, good job, Mate. Morris finding the three ball. Nuggets had a 12-point lead in the second quarter, but could not close. In fact, the Clippers who closed with some intensity halftime to make a two-point game. Again, a missed opportunity there for the Nuggets. Third quarter. Nobody throws the long ball like Nikola Jokic. And Jeremy Grant's first two points of the game right there. Gotta like that. In stride, on the money. Show it to him, kid. Then the man starts going bonkers from deep. Three straight triples. Number 15. They couldn't cover him. Mr. Zuboff. Aging Mr. Zuboff. Come they, out and receive they could, this. They could not cover him. Play the game right here. Only the Nuggets won. Get you some. Six man of the year. You just got ESPN. He did. Montrez Harold doesn't know what to do with himself. Look at him. Just turn and cough. Turn and cough, Montrez. We go to the fourth quarter, and this is where it's won and lost. Nuggets did come out pretty active, though. I don't know how MPJ does it. He's everywhere. He finds seams. Gets to the offensive glass and knows where the ball coming off. Four offensive rebounds on the night. It's at a seven-point lead with eight minutes to play. Quickly swallowed up. Lou Will with the quarter pocket. Eight-nothing run. Flippers take the lead. Four and a half minutes to play. Kawhi. This is just money. That's money. Three-point Flippers lead. Nuggets trying to hang tough. It's a four-point game with two to play. This is just too easy. Toronto does have a foul to get. I mentioned today was game five between the Celtics and the Raptors, but it didn't look like it was going to go five games. It looks maybe it was going to be a 4 0 sweep, and it's just a bit of a ridiculous ending to, the, to game three there when the percentage of chance of Raptors winning, given the circumstances, which we'll just see, would have been very, very low. But they got there, and we'll just show you that footage. Walker of the double team gets by. Walker dishes, ties with the dunk! With .5 left! Well, they went out to blitz the trap. 0.5 seconds left on the shot. You think Toronto got a chance? It made the bounce pass to Tice. 
Lowry stepped up. And this is out. a beautiful pass. Siakam got looked off. He was running out to the three. You watch Siakam here. That's his sink. He should be down on ties. He was worried about the pass coming out to the three. And then they are able to make the pass for the dunk. So he gets around here, the trap a little bit. Gets around the solid. Good help by Lowry. Siakam. It was beautiful. Has to sink. Wow. Right there. Looked like it was going to be three, three no. Boston the lead, Van Vliet with an acrobatic left-handed layup and some spin to tie the game. And now Boston leads by 2.5 remaining. And one last desperation opportunity here for Toronto. Special play by Kemba Walker. And Taco Fall is going to make an appearance here. Good call. Taco Fall is either going to be on the ball, which I assume he will be, to make the pass very, very difficult. At seven feet. Boston even brought out the tallest guy in the NBA to try and block the inbound pass here. Toronto able to advance it here. Kyle Lowry is going to have to inbound against Taco Fall. Wow, Kyle Lowry. Not even six feet. Boston is going to zone up here on the side out of bounds. They're going to be switching everything back here. Marcus Smart's going to stay up high, taking anybody coming to the ball. Series on the line. Adonobi got it off, and it goes. Did it count is the question. OG Adonobi buries a triple at the buzzer. Just an absolutely great pass by Kyle Lowry. Let's Kyle Lowry over the top. Salt just screened in enough. That ball's gone, it's I clean. think. It's That's a game. In and a great winner. Great shot by OG Ananobi. But an incredible pass by Kyle Lowry over Taco Fall for the game winner. Boston zoned up at the end. Great play and a huge win for the Toronto Raptors. All the talk about the lack of three-point shooting for the Raptors in this series, and it is a three-ball from OG Ananobi that walks off the Celtics here tonight, potentially saving Toronto's season, their first win of this series, and the first time they have beaten Boston here in the... So Toronto, last year's winners, can they come back and win the next two games to take the Celtics to game seven? I don't think so. I got my Celtics shirt on tonight. I'm just a bit of a bandwagon fan like that. I'll change to whoever I want to wear. What's it got to do with you? But anyway, we'll just bring the bracket up on screen just to tell you what's going to be happening in the next few games. So there we are, the four series that we've got going. Bucks are down 1-3 against the Heat. The Bucks have been my team besides the Thunder for the last few years, but I really don't see them winning the next three games. They've, they've really struggled since come back to the bubble. 
compared to what they looked like previously before the bubble. And the Heats, on the other hand, have looked have just looked fantastic. They swept their pre- previous series 4-0. So out of their eight games, they've won seven. The law, law of averages suggests they might lose another couple because I don't think they're a championship team quite yet. They're quite young. Um, but it looks like they might be going to the Eastern Finals. Celtics and the Toronto go to game six. Just saw the Celtics winning... Sorry, the Toronto winning in game three there. Celtics winning today. I I don't think Toronto quite have the firepower to win two more games. The Celtics are looking really good, even though they lost Gordon Hayward to injury. That young call they've got there, Marcus Smart had a ridiculous run in one of the games where he hit five three-pointers in space of about two minutes. And Tatum there is really leading the team. Kimba Walker, the young star of the Hornets for a number of years, and now joined this team. And also Jalen Brown. So they've got three or four guys who can take over a game, score 30 points. I just think they've got too much firepower for that Toronto team who relies on the bench and the whole team really playing really well. They don't have the couple of guys on that Toronto team who can just take over a game. Lakers and the Rockets are at one apiece. They play again tomorrow. That's a really interesting series. LeBron obviously has won, sorry, gone to nine final series. Doesn't have as good of a team as he's had over the last, all those, those series where he made the finals. He's got one other guy in that team. And Lakers have struggled when Anthony Davis and LeBron haven't been playing well. They just don't have that third or fourth guy who can really chip in 20, 30 points if they need to. Rockets, again, they've got the the two guys who carry the team, though they have got a bunch of really good shooters who can come in and score 15 points. But can they beat the Lakers? That's a really hard one to judge. But I'm going to go for the Rockets. I, I just think maybe the Rockets are a little bit stronger than the Lakers. And that final series there, today the Clippers took out game three, so they're now 2-1 up against Denver. I would really like Denver to knock over the Clippers, but after that seven-game series against Utah, I think potentially Denver are going to tire more and more over that series. Jamal Murray hasn't played as well in this series as he did in that previous series where he just played ridiculously above his usual level. So maybe he he hit his top and he's he's not going to quite reach that level again. And I think the Clippers are probably going to close that game out. So that series out and probably six games. We might see Denver get one more, but I'm thinking probably 4-2. That would mean we would have Rockets playing the Clippers and the Heat playing the Celtics, but don't quote me on that. Let's this time next week we may be a reality. I think maybe this time next week the Rockets and the Lakers series won't quite be finished unless one of those teams wins the next, you know, three games, which is pretty unlikely. So next week again, eight o'clock on Tuesday night. Tune into the basketball show to get your fix of NBA. Thanks for your time.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.